Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Yoga. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we are broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yeah, man. I got, there's something, there's a feeling in the air. Well, you know what, Ed? You know what it's time for? What? Time to sing a new song. That's right. Today's show is called Sing a New Song with John DeBerry. Regardless of what has occurred before, this is a new moment. God gave us the power to make all things new. At any moment, we can sing a new song, a song of joy, lifting us into peace and confidence. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that there is a wellspring of joy within us just waiting to be released. It's the power within that blesses us all, smoothing, soothing, and prospering. And during the second segment, our senior advisor, the Honorable John DeBerry, gets us singing in harmony with today's daily word, which is joy. Uh, Oh, man. Wait, speaking of joy. Yeah. I think there's no greater joy than than to jump into these three breaths. Yeah. And um, we got these three breaths from. Oh, man. A very wise soul, American guru, truth teacher, if you will. Yeah. Another Southern sage. Song bell. And I think once they hear these three affirmative breaths. That's right. That's right. Uh, I just realized I said song bell instead of song bird, but it's perfect. It is. Yeah. It's because. I think she, I think there's no introduction necessary, but if they it, just in case they don't know who it is, we'll let them know after the three breaths. All right, let's take a deep <laughs> breath to clear our minds. It's time to sing a new song. This is the perfect way to do it. Yes, it is. Okay. Ah, I'm feeling good from my head to my shoes. I got a new attitude. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good from my head to my shoes. I got a new attitude. Ah, I'm feeling good from my head to my shoes. 
I got a new attitude. Nice. All right. You know what was really occurring to me over on the way over here about this show? Well, wait a second. What did you want to say? We didn't let the angel out of the bag. That was Patty LaBelle. That's right. That's right. Our breaths today sponsored by <laughs> Patty LaBelle. And uh, well, what I was realizing based on some experiences I've had, particularly at work, is that if we want to get different results, we have to sing a new song. Yes. Sometimes I get results that... Um, I don't really like today. I don't know where the stress gets a little, you know, like everything starts to feel real stressful and scary. And, you know, one part of it is just letting it go and not taking it personal. And then there's one part of me that says, well, if I look inside myself, this is kind of the result of the song that I was singing about how hard it was or yes. about like how powerless I felt or, um, you know, any of these fearful songs that I, in my, I myself was singing. So, that's, I mean, Terry McBride um, on our last show, which for those who are listening, watching Facebook Live is going to come out tomorrow, but for those who are listening to this podcast will already have been out. He was talking about um, the quote from the Bible that's something to the effect of, it, it is done unto you as you believe. Yes. Now that can be scary, that can sound punishing, but until you look at what it really means, which is we can change what what we choose to put our belief in, what we choose. To, we can sing a new song. It doesn't matter how long we've been singing that old song because it, all it takes uh, is faith the size of a mustard seed, or, and that's all we have sometimes, the willingness to change. Even if it feels difficult, the fact that we're willing will create new results. Yeah, it, I just read something yeah. in the Daily Word of all things, right? and it was one line worth highlighting, and it was simply... The moment we ask for help, yes. the healing begins. The transformation for the better begins yes. the moment we reach for help. Yeah, it's really about receptivity to our good, receptivity to the answers we seek, receptivity more so than having to like willfully change our life or make it better. You know, it's more about a willingness to look at things through a loving, empowered lens, to, to take responsibility for the thoughts that I am thinking. And um, which, oh, it's simply, that's where the word vigilant means. Just be awake to what I'm thinking. Yes. And recognizing that there's a connection between my thinking and what I'm experiencing or how I'm experiencing and the results that I'm getting. And at first, I swear that can make you feel like you're going crazy or it can even... Other times, not not just at first. There's times because your your own my own mind is changing so much. Just this week, it felt like, oh man, I'm really losing it. I haven't felt this stressed or anxious in a long time. But it was really what Emmett Fox calls the devil's last ditch, which means when our good is knocking really hard and we've been praying for things or asking for things, and it's here, but it bumps up against the resistance in my own mind. It can feel almost painful or scary. It can feel like the opposite is happening. But Daryl and I have learned to remind each other and ourselves that this is just the devil's last ditch. This means that something good is about to happen. Yes, don't give, this is the moment where you got to remember, don't give up five minutes before the miracle, but also recognizing it as the devil's last ditch unmasks my yes. negative thoughts at right. the moment in my mind right. so that I can start feeling actually 
enthusiastic yes. that now I'm going through this. And with that in itself is a powerful prayer yes. because that seems to really launch me out of that feeling. Yes. And it really shows how we can even use a seemingly negative frame of mind yes. by taking a healthier spiritual perspective of it as seeing it for what it is. This just means yeah. things are turning for the better. And if it's if it seems this bad right now, it means that ooh, you are so close yeah. to something positive, a transformation, right. a change, right. whatever it Prayers is. Prayers answered. Yeah, something is about to happen. And that changes the negative in my mind yes. into something to be celebrated, which immediately trans takes the power of negativity out of it. Yes, that's right. It seems... And it takes courage to live this way, which means simply to move like core, core, the, the root of courage is heart. It takes, sometimes we have to drop out of our head and what we think yes. that we're in control and all of this and drop into our heart and just trust that God, that life, that love, that there is a power that is moving us in a direction that even we can't see. And what, see, to tie it into today's show, the temptation when we think things aren't going our way is to start singing an old song for yes. me. I'm a victim. I'm blaming this person. This person's to blame. That person's to blame. And the thing is, that takes me, that's like the temptation that people might call the devil or what, to, that's the temptation to lose faith. But we don't, it's like the temptation is for me to start singing this negative, fearful, and then try to pull other people, anyone who will listen, tell them that story. So what we have to realize is that even when we're so tempted to start singing these negative songs and pointing the finger and blaming and sometimes it'll happen. Like today I had a conversation with someone and it popped out. It's just, we, I forgive you know, myself, but I also like, sometimes the truth does need to be told and it just comes out the way it's going to come out. But what I'm trying to say is that there's a, we, we, what I'm recognizing is that I have an opportunity at any moment to sing a new song, a song of joy to, tr to actually celebrate the fact that, Oh my gosh, if something like, if I'm feeling this scared, then there's something good must be happening. You know, something, and I'm going to be open and receptive to it. And I, and I, I practiced that this week and I ended up having a meeting with, uh, you know, for my job as a special education teacher it was a triennial IEP meeting, which means every three years, the whole team gets together. And it was like 10, 10 what, people. You better let them know what that acronym means. It means individualized education plan. So every year, each student with, who's in special education has, has one of these. But every three years, it's like the big one. You know, there's all these assessments and tests. And then you meet and you talk about it. And there's 10 people. You know, there's more people there. And so I, I had to – It's my meeting started at 8 o'clock. I had to start teaching by uh, 845 Thankfully, I bumped, I uh, set the staff up with, uh, you know, 15, I, I bought myself 15 more minutes to until 9 a.m. But all of that is to say, I just had to turn the whole thing. There were so many parts of this thing, even getting the assessments to the psychologist who was kind of, uh, she was scared. So she's knocking on my door, you know, like my email, like constantly emailing me and, you know, in her own words, nagging me. So there's that. And then I'm also got to teach and then I'm assessing kids while I'm teaching other kids, like all of this stuff, typically you have like time set aside where it's just you and one kid and I'm doing it all while teaching, you know, and there's, so anyway, we get to the meeting. Uh, the other thing is I run the meeting and I only have 45 minutes. So uh, <laughs> I turned it over to God and without feeling rushed, somehow this meeting got done in 40 minutes and everyone, and, and the parent went from, this is another factor, their parent, 
if if the parents already on fully on board, that's one thing. But this parent was concerned that maybe their student wasn't in the right classroom, and that can be a big deal in certain cases. You know, that can take a lot of time. But you mean their child? Yeah, she was the parent was concerned yeah. that their child, right. thank you, was not in the right placement and had a had been harboring like a story about her second. I'm uh, she's in third grade now, but she was she had been ho- holding on to this this second grade teacher that she didn't feel like gave her what she needed. So she was singing an old song. She and, was singing and, an old and, song and starting to now believe that that was going to be the experience of her future, that's pre- right. her, her present and future. That's right. So it, thank God I have these tools because I, I heard a voice inside say, just don't react. Don't take it personal. Just hear her out. Right. I did that. By the end of the meeting, I said, all right, you have two choices. You can go into this program or you can keep her with me. And, uh, you know, I told you what I, my plan is. And she's like, oh, I'll definitely keep her with you. And she was just. So, so for that to happen and the whole thing to be done in 40 minutes was just out, was something that I could not have orchestrated just willfully. Like if I had tried to rush it or complain or none of that would have helped because I, the bottom line is I had to land on the ground and just do it. And it happened. It was amazing. I, when I, when it was done, I felt so, you know what? I felt this sense of um, achievement and, and satisfaction because I had been tempted so much by these other old songs that. I'm a victim, that I can't do it, that I should complain to someone. You know, I, I was tempted by all those things, but instead I just kept turning it over and singing a new song. And it really, really panned out in a way that I could not have, uh, like I said, really uh, planned with my own conscious will or what have you, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, you want me to read this? Yeah, let's hear it. This is from God Will See You Through by Mary Cupferly. It's a song, the chapter's called Sing a New Song. Actually, it was the inspiration for the show. No matter what has occurred before... This is a new day, a new hour, and a new moment. You can take hold of joy on the wings of prayer and find yourself lifted into lightness, peace, and courage. In prayer really is just directing your mind into a faithful place, into joyous yes. thinking, out of the old song and into a new song. You are a child of the living God meant to express happiness, meant to radiate beauty and serenity as bright and lovely as the rays of the morning sun, meant to embody the music and harmony of the universe. Joy is your gift from God. And it is not dependent on what occurred 10 years ago, a month ago, yesterday, or last night. Joy belongs to you whether you know it or not. It is yours now to discover, to use, to exercise, and to bring into expression. I will sing a new song today. As you repeat these words quietly, as you speak them aloud, you will find fresh courage rising within you and the newness of hope stirring within you. I will sing a new song. Tell yourself I will let the song burst forth from the innermost part of me. I will let it come forth in a smile. I will let it come forth in tolerance and forgiveness. I will let it come forth in praise for others. I will sing a new song until my whole being thrills with the joy of life and living. You can sing your way through this day, and you will find yourself strengthened, not only mentally but physically. This does not mean that you must actually give voice to song, although this is helpful in itself. It does mean that whatever you, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, you can sing a new song in your thoughts, in your heart, and in your soul. You can do this. Your expression will change. Your face will shine. It will radiate beauty and youth. Your body will move freely and gracefully. Your work will go more smoothly. Your life and affairs will be blessed and transformed. Ah, I see you got your joint over there. Oh, well, I, I was yeah, actually excited because yes. it makes it clear that anytime I do not feel my best, I don't mean physically yeah. necessarily, but Good. that could be yeah. the case. Yeah. Uh, but mostly emotionally and not feeling the best means irritated, frustrated, yes, an- yes, anxious, mm-hmm. 
overly concerned, worrying. Right. All that is really an indication of singing an old song. That's right. Anytime I feel any one of those emotions that are discordant are contrary to to what we believe God's will is, you know, which is good health, happiness, success, prosperity, right, love, right, all those things that feel good, joy. Um, it's because I'm singing an old song and I'm trying to live in a new moment. Yes. <laughs> and that's why it feels bad. Right. And the temptation, though, is to believe the song and fear the new moment. Yes. And that's where faith is really the game changer. Yes. And I was just, uh, I just wrote this morning in my book, I wrote, you know, joy is an indication of absolute trust in God as love. Yes. Because whenever I really convince me, and that's sometimes faith, or for me, you know, I'll have to make a conscious choice to to act as if, how would I, how would I, how would I be behaving right now if I was 100% convinced that God is love and all these things that I've read about God is are true? Right. And it, it really does a positive number on my brain. Yes. Because it goes, wait a minute, who do I want to be? Right. Like, imagine. And when you, I just know from my own personal, personal experience, and it doesn't, I don't want to give the impression that I'm like muscling through, pretending I believe that mm. God is, because then that is just right. fear propelling me, and it can be aggressive and pro- right. problematic. I am talking about taking the time to, what if everything you know about God so far up until this point were true? Right. That God is always arranging things on your behalf. That God works works in a harmonious fashion. That life is always flowing in a positive direction. Yes. When I get in these tough spots, and then I get to like, you were saying it's almost we often say or I often say and Ed agrees is, you know, I like it when I'm in over my head. Right. And I mean that when I could see that there is no reasonable way for me in my little mind, like from right. all my past experience where I think I can manipulate or scheme my way through this right. on my own. Right. And you know what? I like being in those positions because that makes though in those positions, it's easier. Those are the positions where it's easiest for me to just say, you know what? I can't handle this God. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> you, yep. you yep. take over. And when I'm that, um, what do you want to say? Relaxed from trying to meddle in it. And I'm just like surrendered. Right. It really is miraculous how everything always works out better than expected. Yeah. Almost because it puts me in such a calm place during the whole um, debacle that I find myself behaving in ways that of my own, I'm I'm almost amazed. How did I? I mean, I seemed really confident just then. Like I've seen this many times. The tough times, the toughest times is when I'm singing an old song and I think the thing I'm about to face, which is like a meeting, like, you know, where it's not so out of our wheelhouse that we don't somewhat feel, okay, I got this. Yeah. I could handle this with God. But really what I'm doing is I'm trying to handle it on my own. Yeah. 
that's when my that's when my emotional battleship gets sunk about right. half, halfway through yeah. the uh, the situation, and then I'm starting to beat myself up the remaining half. Right. But hopefully, keeping my mouth shut until it ends. Yeah. And then talking to a good friend afterward and getting reassurance. Right. But uh, man. The sooner I am getting, at least we're getting to the age now and becoming aware of this stuff enough. You know, like Ben Franklin said, you know, we all get old too soon and wise too late. Right. You know what? It's great when you finally get old and wise because my tolerance to try to will myself through situations has diminished greatly. And I mean that in a positive way. Yeah, you know, it's because I think what the thing that we learned, like you said in the beginning, was that when our emotions feel bad, the first place we got to look is inside ourselves and yes. see what song we're singing because the, the the emotions are really as much as it seems like they're reacting to what's going on around us, they're really reacting. The way we're feeling is based on what we're thinking about what's going on. Because er, earlier today, the the the, me, the meeting I had was on um, day was that was that yesterday, uh, maybe Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday was the meeting. And then today, um, one of the members who had been, you know, in her own words, nagging me for all this stuff called right when all my kids, we were getting started. And I've had this one kid that's been going through a lot at home and he's been bringing something into the classroom. So it's been all hands on deck to help and support this young man. And this person called and and I picked up the phone because I thought they called on my classroom phone and they don't usually do that. Apparently I missed their call on my cell phone. So I didn't realize who it was going to be. And then I kind of mistakenly said, like, this was the mental state I was in. I said, yes, I took the call. And then first thing this person did was criticize that very meeting that I just like handled so well, so well. And at this point, the the dam burst within me. And I was just said, uh, I said, basically she said, you know, even though we, even though we didn't read the reports, you need to ask me. She said something that I should have asked. And this is the thing. The, the, the message that I started to sing was good. In the future, I want to own this before it gets to this boiling point. But I, Because I said, look, you're free to unmute yourself and just say what you need to say during those meetings. You know, like it's not all, you know, it can't be all on me to, to book the meeting, to test the kid. You know what I mean? To hear everybody's reports. I'm taking notes uh, because I only have one laptop on, by hand. Well, we're all grown up. She could have just unmuted yeah. and said, oh, Mr. B, I have something I'd like to add. Right. And that's <laughs> a reasonable thing. So so what I realized is before then, I was holding too much in. I, you know, In order to do this job, I'm just going to have to get better or I have the opportunity now to get better and make that a joyous thing. Like early on, just say, look, uh, if you have anything comes up. Just feel free to say it because I'm not going to obviously I, I, I can't do all of it, you know. So but the, the damn burst this morning, I'm glad it came out. And in that way, I did sing a new song. I told the truth about how I was feeling, what I needed and what was going on. And she ended up hanging up like she didn't even get to this point two or three because after I, I said, all right, next time, press Zoom next. I know next time unmute yourself and say what you need to say you next. And then she said, all right, bye. <laughs> and that was the end of that. So I sang a new song today and I, then I had to forgive myself and and for any of the old songs that started playing in my head, oh no, I'm going to get in trouble because I still had to be the general. I had to get this my classroom through this day. So, uh, yeah, sometimes I guess it can end up being scary to sing a new song if I've been holding it in too long. But it's time to let the song come out with joy. Well, some people need a kick upstairs. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm glad I didn't back down and, and apologize preemptively. You know, well, like 
I'm glad now I get to see it unfold and see what happens next. Well, here's something from William Shakespeare that I jotted down for myself just yesterday morning. Yeah. It might help you with that thought. Okay, let's hear it. Do as the heavens have done. Forget your evil. Yeah. I mean, do as the heavens have done. Forget this non, this self-imposed right. nonsense you're blaming yourself for. But before we go to the break, I just found something here that I read last night before I went to bed. You know how we recommend before you fall asleep. It's fine if you watch the news or YouTube or whatever. You know, we all enjoy a little bit of every, you know, entertainment. There's nothing wrong with any of this. Right. You know, or your work. Right. But before you put your head on the pillow, it's always good. Or I do it. I've gotten this healthy habit. It makes a significant difference in my life to read something uplifting or spiritual. Right. Something from the Bible, something from a spiritual book or something right. optimistic and hopeful. Right. And in this case, I was reading from a book last night by Dr. Joseph Murphy, The Miracle of Mind Dynamics. Now, listen to this. This has been helping me last night and this morning, and it goes along with a new song. I can't perfect. say the new song. That's so we're perfect gonna... to take us into the break. So it says this. Here's a question you should ask yourself. Do I really believe that the phenomenal world is an effect and not a cause? If you do believe this, you would never whimper, whine, or complain about externals, but would proceed to align your thought and feeling in harmony with God and his law, thereby changing your world. That means avoid the temptation of singing the old song, whining, whimpering, and complaining about why things aren't working on the external. The key is to get right on the inside, the kingdom within. Right. And know that by bringing peace and awakening joy in there, that my circumstances and the people in my circumstances will correspond. Yes. And here it wraps it up with this. Your mental beliefs are only cause. And whatever you think, feel, believe, and accept as true in your mind is the only cause in your world. You should remember constantly, and I can't believe you said this Bible quote, that it is done unto you as wow. you believe. Wow. Feel and rejoice in the presence of God within you. That is the only thing that counts in your life. Tune in on the infinite one within you, honoring his presence as supreme and sovereign in your life. And you will find yes. that all things will work together for good in your life. Amen. Amen. You know what? Mary, Maggie Probilski on uh, Facebook Live said, I agree with, with uh, go on to new songs, but sometimes those old songs are a memory of security, of a great time in your life. Sometimes it's hard to let that go. That's when we need a new chorus to that old song. I agree. If you like the song, maybe just add a new joyous chorus to it. Put, put a new twist on it that, that um, brings power and joy to it. Instead of If it left you hanging high and dry in the past, make it joyful and triumphant and see how that feels. I've been doing that a lot. So thank you, Maggie, for saying that. All right, coming up next, our senior advisor, Honorable John DeBerry, gets us singing in harmony with today's daily word, joy. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. 
Welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called Sing a New Song with John DeBerry. We're excited to bring him on here in just a moment. Daryl wanted to start with a quick reading. Well, funniest thing. This was like, we also recommend doing a morning uh, routine routine where you read some inspirational books and take some time to meditate and pray before you jump into your day because it makes a significantly positive difference. And one of the readings we read from is from around the year when Emmett Fox and just today's reading is... uh, it starts with the quote from uh, Matthew verse 5, 43 through 47 verses. But I'm going to just read here what he wrote, expounding on that. Okay, let's hear that. Love is God and is therefore absolutely all-powerful. Meeting hatred with love is the perfect method of self-defense in all circumstances. It renders you absolutely invulnerable to any kind of attack. If you receive bad news, if you are unhappy in your work or in your home, feel out mentally for the presence of divine spirit all around you. Affirm its actuality and claim that God has dominion over all conditions and soon you will be free. And when we, we're suggesting it's time to sing a new song, it means letting go of the old song of fear, doubt, and worry, yes. and complaint, yep. and grab a hold of a faithful song, a song of completion, yeah. a, a song of right outcomes, a song of getting through something seemingly difficult with effortless and ease, with faith in God. Right. That's the type of songs we want to replace those old songs yeah, with. Yeah, and if you, do, if you do the morning routine with some meditation to let go of the old ideas, yes. well, some inspired reading to get some new ideas, some, uh, some meditation to let go of the old ideas, and then some affirmative prayer, prayer statements about from this place of knowing that all is well. That's where the new song comes in. You pray and you affirm it from that place, you know, that... Uh, of knowing that all is well, that God is good, that life is moving in a positive direction, that you are divinely made. That is how to, you can, like, otherwise, sometimes if we don't first quiet the old song in our head or at least let it go, then we might come across as bullious because we're trying to prove to everybody else without first accepting that new song into our own mind. That's when it's the most powerful. All right, so let's take a moment, thank our listeners. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you like the show, share it, review it wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, if you want to send us something, send us to you can mail it to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. You can also reach us through our website, DarylAndEd.com. There's a contact form there. You can find everything we do there. Also, I wanted to mention our Facebook fan page, which is Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, because that's where you can watch this the first half of all of our podcasts on Thursdays, 2.30 p.m. Pacific time, we, we record it on Facebook Live. And also, we've been doing Truth Talks on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time on the Facebook fan page, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. It's live, and you can uh, ask us questions or comments or whatever you want to do. So we also want to thank our chief engineer. His name's Jeff Comfort, and each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. All right, there's Jeff Comfort's jet flying by, and now uh, buzzing the tower. Shout out to the prayer line, 800-NOW-PRAY, 800-669-7729, also known as Silent Unity. We use it all the time. I used it, actually, in the case, even though, um, and they also have an app, the letter U, the word pray, which is free at the App Store. If you call them, they will pray affirmatively with you. Uh, they don't ask anything in return, and that, sometimes it's, 
you know, just like an inspired podcast or calling someone who can pray on your behalf when you're that old song is so loud in your head. Sometimes it's so helpful for me to hear someone else singing that new song and feeling in the truth and praying from God, you know, praying from an awareness that all is well. And sometimes that helps me unhitch from the old song and remember what's what. I just actually today, even though I kind of let the school psychologist have it today, this morning uh, on the phone, afterwards I pulled out the You Pray app and I pray. I asked them to pray for peace of mind for her well-being. Because one thing I heard her say was that she was singing an old song. She told me that she, like, I just heard one line about how much stress she's been under. And then my heart opened up and realized that's she's just passing on this stress and it you know um so i sent a prayer on her behalf to the you pray app and i know that i can't wait to see how this whole thing transforms for the better because i'm not going to hold even though that moment i had to let it off my chest whatever it came out i'm not going to i'm not going to handcuff myself to that negativity or resentment anymore i'm going to let that go so um next the daily word segment uh if you want to read the daily word go to darylned.com it's at the bottom of our home page it refreshes every day or go to daily word Dot com and you can read it there every day. And today, to help us discuss today's the daily word that we're going to read is uh, he was a former representative from Tennessee for what 26 years, and now he uh, is the senior advisor to Bill Lee, the the governor of Tennessee. It's a we we scratch our head wondering how the heck we even became. Uh, we were blessed enough to become friends with him we, after just being inspired by some of his talks on uh, on YouTube, but. Uh, we're sure glad that God works in, in amazing ways, and uh, we want to welcome John DeBerry. How are you doing, sir? I am doing great, and I have truly enjoyed your first segment, and it has been inspiring and edifying. Oh, man. Is, is, are there any things that have bubbled up while we've been talking that you wanted to share with our listeners? We always ask our guests. Well, I, I was listening to you talk about singing a new song, and uh, one of the things I tell people all the time when I speak or if I'm preaching or whatever is we want so hard and, and we pray so hard for things to change on the, on the outside before we change things on the inside. I've got to change. Change comes from the inside. And that's why the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verses 2, he said, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is only when I, I start thinking different and believing different, as you have already said so eloquently, it is, it is when I change the things on the inside that the things on the outside began to change, and that's what Jesus is all about. He's about that transformation. He's about that change. Wow. Could, would you? I, I love talking to you every time, and we know that you marched with Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. as a, as a teen, and your father did and was part of the movement, and I was wondering – if and I, I know that this was a big part of what made that movement so successful. Am I correct in that? Oh, yes. I mean, you know, you had men and women who were about change. They weren't uh, so locked into the situa situation to the time and the times in the politics and the mistakes, the flaws, the failures uh, of that time. They were men and women of faith. Dr. King was a preacher. The majority of the men around him were preachers, ministers. The men and women around him were men and women of faith. Uh, and this was a movement that was based upon what God has promised and what God has said, that he was no respecter of persons or respecter of faces. And, and everyone called on the best of us 
uh, in this nonviolent movement for us to lock hands, lock step, and believe in God's word. And what you've already said today, that God will bring good out of what seems to be bad to us. Uh, he will bring good out of it, and that's what God did in the midst of the, the civil rights movement. I, I remember when Dr. King made that last speech as a teenager. I told you before, I stood there, and I could see the uneasiness in his voice and in his face and in his mannerisms that obviously uh, threats had been made. But this man, he stood there, and he spoke with a powerful voice. He spoke with powerful faith and resolve. He said he might not, he, he, he had been to the mountaintop. He may not get to the promised land, but God had let him see it. And that meant so much to me to hear him say that, because what he's saying is that he and others of his generation were fighting for my generation. And I felt the same resolve that I and my generation have to fight for the next generation. And, and that comes only from transforming ourselves, filling ourselves with joy, and depending on God's word. Man, these stories, these examples, just like examples in the Bible, they really make me, or any, you know, anybody we hear about of this stature, like you just shared that little bit, instantaneously within me, I feel like I want to continue to up my game. I want to continue to live this way and, yeah. and be an arbiter of peace and be an ambassador of God's love. And I want to continue to work on myself. It's people like that, hearing stories like that. I mean, he maybe this is the promised land because look at how he's affecting people who have never met him. Right. I mean, right. it's incredible. Right. It's incredible. Yeah. It really is. Right. I, I know my, my grandparents, uh, my great-grandparents, I was very blessed. I had on, when I was growing up, the early part of my life, I had my great-grandparents on one side, Enos and Mary Garrett, who were the children of former slaves, and born in, in the late 1800s. I was in the middle with John and Pearl Deberry, my father, a Korean War veteran, my mother, uh, a young housewife uh, that was determined uh, to, along with what the schools did, to home educate us in so many different ways as an educated woman herself. On the other side, my grandparents, Starlin and Susie Hall, he had plowed mules, and she was an expert seamstress. Between the three of them, I never heard it never heard the word hate. I never was told that I had a right uh, to dislike, to hate, to be filled with malice and wrath. As a matter of fact, what they did was use the situation to teach me that I had to be strong. I had to be courageous. They taught me that you only get one chance to make a first impression. And, and they like what Dr. King said in 1963 when he said he wanted his children to be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, and my parents made sure that our character is what we will be judged by, and that's why they taught us the way they did. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. That, that part, that I mean, I think that's what our show, and that's really the character part is what I'm referring to. It's, 
what faith and what these principles and these teachings are really all about. Uh, all about. And it is the one thing that we can all do something about. And, you know, I, I was describing my... Oh, sorry. Did you want to share something? No, no, no. I'm listening. Oh, yeah, I was, I just, something was coming up that's very personal to me right now with regards to the work I'm doing in, in, in school where, you know, for my students who have these different um, challenges, learning challenges, diagnose, you know, um, I was just thinking, because what happened with me with this psychologist is that, like, it feels like she's become, I don't know if it's beaten down by the, like, just the way things are done and people lose sight of what the spirit of, edu- you know, of what this is really all about, you know, and I've been tempted to just run away because the last three teachers that taught my class got chased out of there basically because of the kind of, you know, the bureaucratic stuff. And I was just thinking about you and your life with, in politics and like how much faith must have bolstered you in these times when you're just scratching your head going, how do these people lose such touch with what the spirit of this really is all about? Well, when we look around us, America is a great nation. Uh, for what America has accomplished in 200 years, where there are countries that have buildings that are 1,000 years old, it's truly remarkable. And it says that God has been with us. Our, uh, as Whatever flaws and faults we may find in those men and women that we call our forefathers and foremothers, uh, and, and that very... Uh, um, uh, that where there were all types of people uh, that were involved in the early days, the one thing that they all expressed, regardless of who they were, is that obviously God intended for this to be a country. Mm-hmm. That being said, when we get away from our core values, when we get away from from uh, the things that made us great, even in our even when we have failed and when we've made mistakes in our politics. The beautiful thing about us is we've always gone back to the Bible. The Constitution, I've said, is one of the greatest documents ever written by man. Mm-hmm. But you know why? Because a lot of the principles within are based on the greatest document ever written mm-hmm. because it was written by God, and that is the Bible. So when we find ourselves segregated, filled with hate and prejudice, what do we do? We go to God's word. God's word says, look, God says, I'm no respecter of faces. God says, I don't judge by those things. God says, man looks on the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. And when we read God's word and how he tells us, Jesus said, uh, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Well, guess what? That was not a new commandment. Moses made that same commandment, that you love one another. You know what it was? It was a new standard. It was not a new commandment, but a new standard. The Lord said, love one another as I have loved you. And I'm sure you all talked about this many times on your podcast where we didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We don't merit God's love, but he gives it to us anyway. And he says, that's the way I want you to love one another. And that way, because of that, those children have a wonderful teacher who does not look down at them, but looks at them as God's creation and says, like, like an artist taking a piece of clay, what can I do to these children to make them the masterpiece God wants them to be? And, and when we all do that, we make this world a better place. Yes. Wow. 
That's beautiful. That is beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. Um, perhaps I'll read the Daily Word now, which is actually th- is this, is this the one? No, this is the one right here, right? Yes, joy. It is. All right, joy. actually, thank you. It's from Wednesday, May fifth. It's called Joy. The light and love of God is my joy. This is just what John was just saying. All people are meant to feel joy and delight in life. Smiles, laughter, and deep happiness all spring from joy that is ours by divine right. Reasons for happiness may come and go, but the joy in which those experiences are rooted is an enduring spiritual truth. Joy is essential to my divine identity as a child of God. I can keep joy alive every time I breathe and smile. I bring to mind the people and experiences that enliven and inspire me. I know that there is an underlying opportunity for me to focus on all that brings joy to me and to others. True joy comes from my openness to the activity of God in my life. God's love, light, energy, and zeal in me are among my greatest gifts. I remember this and choose joy. And from John 15, 11, it says, I have said these things to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. That is beautiful. That is beautiful because it states a fact that escapes so many people. They're striving to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. These things will make me happy. If I get this, it'll make me happy. If I buy this, it'll make me happy. Mm -hmm. If I can go to this school, if I can buy this home, it'll make me happy. And what they find out is it's not in the things. It's not in the stuff that They're striving for the wrong thing. It's like you say, joy is within, and what they should strive for is the blessedness that comes with the joy of a child of God. If If they have blessedness, they can be like the Apostle Paul, walking to his death saying, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. And then he he says something that's monumental. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He could have said a crown of joy. He could have said, I have joy as I leave this world that I'm going to be with God. And that's what a lot of folks seem to forget in this world filled with materialism and, and filled with all of the artificial things that they think will make them happy. Right. Right. You know what? I love that you, what you just shared because before, um, when I was younger, when I was in the military, I mean, I really had no faith at all up until the age of 23. I was pretty lost, you know, and, and not by any fault of my own or, or throwing religion out of the window. It just, I was never introduced to it. And there were so many seemingly negative things that occurred within my family right, right. that broke it apart at such an early age that I was lost and I became very cynical and the guy who helped me come to believe it it changed my life because i was saying i don't know about god i don't think i believe in god and he said daryl you had plenty of gods before i met you right And all of a sudden it dawned on me i don't know how my brain woke up to the what he was saying but he was right once i go to college everything's going to be okay once right. I get this girlfriend, just like you were sharing, yes. once I yeah. get this yeah. everything will be fine. She has nice parents. I'll pull it together. Right. You know, once I graduate from college, you know, once I do this, once I do that, once right. I join the military. Right. But it's not until I put my faith in God, the ultimate reality of our lives, the love. God is love. That's right. one of the best things I, I like in the Bible because that, I, 
I can't find any wiggle room out of that. And it's something I know that I could center myself in is love. And when I'm centering myself in love, even if it's a situation that seems like something I really don't want to face, if I forget about how am I going to scheme or make my way through this personally, but instead, how can I express love in this situation? Right. It's the game changer. It is. It's the game changer. Yeah. And the situation seems, like you said, as within, so without. Mm-hmm. Coming from that place and making that my priority right. and my goal, instead of what can I get out of this or how can I make this work out the way I think it should or we're going to lose this right. or not get that. Right. Oh, man. That's living. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And when we we look at our adversary and and Peter uh, told the folks that you have an adversary. And uh, his name, uh, of course, uh, was uh, the devil, according to Peter. First Peter chapter 5 and verses 8. And Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary called him by name, the devil, as a seeking whom he can devour or deceive. And the devil will have you kicking the can down the road your entire life. <laughs> yeah. or you're, you're kicking the can down the road. Well, like you said, when I, just as soon as I graduate high school, you're kicking it down the road. As soon as I get out of the military, get out of college, as soon as right. I get that great job, as soon as I get right. that corner office, or I get that pretty woman or that handsome man, you'll be kicking the can down the road yeah. until as a, a poem I remember saying when I was a child, uh, when we had our evening Bible class and we had to learn a poem, and I remember a small part of it, it was he was going to write a great novel tomorrow. He was going to become this great person tomorrow. He was going to learn these great things tomorrow. And then it said all that was left when living was through was a mountain of things he intended to do tomorrow. <laughs> and that's what the devil wants for every one of us. Kick the can down the road until time runs out. Right. Oh, my God. Thank you. You know what? we got to wrap this show up. Honorable John DeBerry, thank you for joining us uh, on the show once again. We love you. We keep you in our prayers. We appreciate who you are and the fact that you're bringing that light to our country, to your go- to their government, to everything that you do. We really appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you, and, and I love your show. Okay, so hold on just a moment because uh, we want you to hear this little story we have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So John DeBerry, this is hearsay, mind you. We don't have proof that this actually happened, but John DeBerry <laughs> was saying goodbye to a local Tennessee man who had requested a meeting regarding some important issues. As the man left, John told him, Please tell your wife I said hello. The man smiled and said he would, then drove off in his pickup truck. John's assistant turned to him and said, That man wasn't wearing, even wearing a ring, and I heard your whole conversation. How'd you know he was married? John smiled and said, Well, he's from Tennessee, and there are tobacco spit stains on both sides of his pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, I, I got to tell that one. <laughs> All right, we got the mailbag from a couple of fans. A few letters here. Um, oh, there's FedEx. 
What is the <laughs> Enzo, the FedEx feline, the cat dragged us in. Christina Robom says, the fear is a liar episode, like all of them, was wonderful. Thank you guys. Lots of love. Barbara Weatherman uh, from the Saturday Truth Talk on Facebook Live said, thank you both so much. I'm sending you both love and positive vibes for a joyous and successful week ahead. Betsy Vallejo said, uh, berating myself is so exhausting. When I can let it all go, it's so much better. Thank you for the reminder. Catherine Powell sent us a nice gift. She said, hi, Daryl and Ed. Sending love from South Carolina. Thank you for your wonderful and inspiring show. Oh, my God. Is that a gang? Yeah, it's cool in the gang. (laughs) What are you doing here? Well, I just thought I'd... I heard what you boys were talking about, so I thought I'd sing an old song that could be considered a new song. All right, let's go. You ready? Yeah. God's got a party going on right here. A celebration to last throughout the years. <laughs> so bring your good times and your laughter, too. God's going to celebrate your party with you. Come on now, celebration. Let's all celebrate and have a good time. Visit DarylNed.com for easy links. Jeff Crumford, thank you. To everything we do. John DeBerry, we love you. Thank you for being a part of Thank you. Thank you. It's time to come together. It's up to you. What's your pleasure, everyone around the world? Come on. Woohoo! It's a celebration. Celebrate good times. Come on. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 